0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of MC You Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey.
1: I'm Jude. How you doing, Trey?
0: I am doing okay. Um, you know, I think this is something we were both discussing uh, before we started recording about how things have been really hectic lately. Uh, yes, I, I, very I can hectic. I f- speak Yeah, I can speak for me with, uh, I just recently had to evacuate due to Hurricane Laura. Uh, I was in the projected path. Uh, Thankfully, um, I should say fortunately, because I mean, there are other areas that did get hit a lot harder than I did. Um, You know, other than a a couple of days of power outage, I am very fortunate that, um, you know, not too too much damage on my part.
1: Yes. Um, Man, well. We we talked about this being remote. Um, I don't know. We've never actually said this on podcast. Uh, We're family. We're cousins. Um, Mm -hmm. and grew up in the same area. And so, like, while I don't live in that area any longer, I had family as well that evacuated, came to my house. Um, Actually, on my dad's side, I have family... In Lake Charles, where Laura hit some house damage, but all of them are safe and okay. But Mm -hmm. like we didn't even record last week because we just had so much like even me not having to evacuate just the uh, the worry and the stress of like are people getting out. Three years ago, there was Harvey in, in, in the flooding that took place in in Texas, in that area the memories of Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Rita, Hurricane Ike, even all along the coast down there. Um, and it, so it was a huge stressor um, that that just kind of took all our focus towards. Um, and it was my first week back at school. So, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: It, hectic is maybe underselling it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I can even talk about this. Because I, I evacuated to Austin um i brought my pc i didn't bring up any of the hookups just the the pc itself because just in case there was flooding i didn't want it damaged uh i brought my 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 microphone my elgato wave three and i texted you i had a five hour trip on the way back where about 30 minutes into the trip i had the thought I left my microphone at the B&B, and I spent the remainder of that trip just ruminating and being like, how could I be so stupid? And then when I got home, I found it. It had fallen out of my backpack.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I I remember you sending me this text, and it was such a—even on my part, such a relief.
0: <laughs> right? And so, like, it was just—and it was like I made pit stops along the way. I don't know why I couldn't have checked. It wasn't until I unloaded everything that I was like, oh, there's the microphone. <laughs> So, yeah, I, you know, we, we say all this to say uh, things have been hectic. Um, I know specifically we haven't been as active on social media as we normally are, um, which which was a bit of a bummer. Because right before I evacuated, um, the episode that we released was the community influence on the MCU. And yeah. some of the stuff that we shared on social media just had this amazing uh, response and reaction.
1: No yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, we drop our episodes on Monday morning. I think evacuations for that area started happening around Tuesday. Um, and then and then mm-hmm. all that Monday though, you there was this waiting. Do we, do we have to evacuate? Do we not evacuate? You know, you wait too long to evacuate, you get stuck in traffic. Uh, so we, we really kind of fell off social media and, and that was something that we, starting out at the very beginning of the podcast, had conversations about it, of having that interaction, encouraging the interaction, and wanting to have, um, and, and not just a social media presence of like, oh, we have a Twitter and Instagram, but that we ourselves are going to interact with uh, those that, you know, interact with us um, or respond to the call to action maybe is, is a way to put it. And, and we do feel bad about falling off uh, that that last week.
0: Right. And, you know, and in, in, in that playing off of that, you know, we've been very fortunate that in doing this, we have connected with other Marvel content creators uh, who we've interacted with on social media, like uh, There Was an Idea, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, uh, MCU Interview, um, MCU Rewind, you know, all these great people that we have been fortunate to meet, Um, we've kind of fallen behind on interacting with their stuff as well. So, um, like you said, we do want to apologize for being a little absent, but... uh, Well, and the
1: MCU trivia cast as well.
0: I miss doing that, man. Because, like, you and I, like, we, we, we shared it on social media. We did... Oh, oh we we're we doing trivias
1: and like yeah and responding back and forth with each other. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm still a little ashamed how much I got wrong on, on Ultra. Well
1: keep in mind, we have never positioned ourselves as super fans. We positioned ourselves as fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's an important distinction to make. <laughs> yeah, look at we're pre-serum look fans. <laughs> Looking at it, my last trivia score. I, I'm gonna stick with that for right now.
0: Whenever we get a perfect score on MCU trivia cast trivia, that's when we will have become super fans.
1: There you go. That that's that's when we earn it. Man, for so that. <laughs> so like I'm gonna have to like pick a movie that I'm really confident in.
0: hmm I should do I should put my money where my mouth is and do some of the Captain America ones.
1: That, you should. You should. <sighs> Spider-Man Homecoming.
0: L- Actually, yes. You take a Spider-Man film, I'll take a Captain America film, and we'll see who scores higher.
1: Okay, it's on. Challenge accepted. Check our social media for the results. Yeah, all right, it's on.
0: So like we said, uh, things have been hectic. I know personally for me at work, I'm I'm getting back to normal after the evacuation. Like I said, fortunate, not a lot of damage, just kind of trying to catch up after being gone for a week. Um, and then in my personal life and working lawn service, I am in the last month of the busy season. So hopefully after that, um, I'll be able to start interacting with uh, the social media and all the great content creators we've met along the way.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, exciting times ahead.
0: Before we get a little further, I do want to take the time to say that if you are enjoying the show uh, and are subscribed to it, we would greatly appreciate it if you took some time and left a review and a start rating. Uh, that definitely helps us uh, rise in the rankings on the podcast platforms and helps us be discovered by other listeners.
1: I will say i've I've been keeping track, and we've had at least one, maybe two more ratings. I really appreciate that. Um, super helpful. Um and, like we said in the other in another episode, any feedback we're we're looking for because we wanna make better content for you um you know, so if it's something, to say, Hey how about doing this or how about doing that? I would like to hear you talk about this uh please let us know um and of course, share with a friend
0: yeah, all very helpful in free ways so uh let's go ahead and shift gears and jump into the topic of the episode, which is. Should there be a rated R movie in the MCU? Now, I think the easiest way to kind of set the tone for this is I actually looked it up, and this is the definition I got for what an R-rated motion picture is. So, quote, An R-rated motion picture in the view of the rating board contains some adult material. An R-rated motion picture may include adult themes, adult activity, hard language, Intense or persistent violence, sexually oriented nudity, drug abuse, or other elements, so that parents are counseled to take this rating very seriously.
1: Right. Okay. So, a couple first thing I want to mention is this is the industry, motion picture. Let's see, the Motion Picture Association of America. This is the industry regulating itself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Not to go too far into film history, but you had almost some government oversight in terms of like, uh, well, you know, you have the Comics Code Authority, right? Uh, and another thing where the industry is regulating itself. And they've been doing this. So, like, when you make a film, you submit it to them, and they come back with a rating. Uh, they also, if, you, if you're if you trying to target a rating, uh, sometimes a film will come back with an R, and they say, if you want a PG-13, remove these things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's another element of this uh, discussion, you know, that... That that should be at least mentioned. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, this is a tangent, but you're reminding me of one of my favorite stories about allegedly about the South Park movie is that whenever they would get their notes on their movie for being too much to be even rated R, they would double down on something even worse so that the thing that got <laughs> flagged would be seen as OK. Yeah. And they would just get rid of the worst thing.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, it's it's a, a reviewing panel. And I, I don't, mm-hmm. from what I understand, it's not made public. So you're not really sure who's a member of this doing that, uh, doing that as reviews. Yeah. So it's, I understand it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a bold strategy.
1: <laughs> yeah. it It is a bold strategy.
0: So with that lens in mind, um, you know, I was kind of thinking about it, and like judging on this, should there be an R-rated MCU movie, uh, of all of those listed qualities Intense violence, language, and adult activities feels like the most approachable options for the MCU. Uh, I don't see them delving too far into, like, drug abuse or sexual themes or anything on that spectrum for an R-rated movie. But I could see them wanting to do something more intense. I mean, we've already kind of seen that with uh, Logan, even though not Marvel Studios, but uh, Marvel as a whole.
1: Well, let's stop and remember for a second that The Matrix back in 98, 99 was rated R. Hmm. Um, And when you put that up against... I think movies today, like that, if that gets if that gets made today, that might be PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so that is something that that I find interesting. Of when you think about over time how cultures change, I don't want to go down this road of are we desensitized as a culture or whatnot, um, but but clearly over the years, what is classified as rated R. We look at today sometimes, not all rated R movies, but sometimes and say, wow, that was that was R that, you know. So it's interesting to to think about what qualifies for an R or what that what they might be looking for. Um, so one of the things I wanted to bring up to you, I watched this documentary called uh, a few years ago called This Film Is Not Rated. And it's all about the rating system. Uh, well, what's interesting is the film, the documentary itself is all about. Kind of critiquing the rating system, and then in the conclusion of the film, they submit it to be rated. Uh, <laughs> so, but but Darren Aronofsky in this um, in this documentary had a neat, I'm going to say a neat idea. I don't know if I fully agree with him, but he made an argument that actually says what we call PG-13 should be R-rated movies, restricted. And what we're calling R-rated movies should be PG-13 movies with parental uh-huh. guidance. And his 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 main thesis, so to speak, is to say, when you get a PG-13 movie, well, let's just take the MCU, you see violence, mm-hmm. right? But it's not very graphic. It's not gory. It's not your Saving Private right. Ryan. It's no Daredevil. Right. Um, right. It's no Daredevil, right? Um, well, what he says is, he says... His argument is to say, well, when you watch those, it's almost violence in a glorified way. Mm -hmm. And especially when you think of war movies, it makes war look uh, glorified and tame compared to the reality. And he feels like a younger, while we see a younger audience to go see this, they actually need more guidance because they get the wrong ideas of this violence whereas a rated R movie gives you violence as mm-hmm. it is. Right. And so younger audience with parental guidance, PG 13 should see this. So they see more closer to the reality and an older audience are who under, who can understand that this is not real. It should have the PG 13. So that's why he would flip those. What do you think about that? I think, Which, I mean, notice, if we followed him, all the MCU movies under this would be rated R.
0: Yeah. No, I'm kind of, like, processing that as you discussed it. And I think it makes a lot of sense because, you know, when you talked about how removing the intense part of the violence, the first thing that came to mind was Endgame. They behead Thanos. And we see, like— It happened, and then quick cut, like, immediately. Like, you see enough to know it's happening, and you kind of hear the thud of the head. Right. And, yeah. And so when you remove, no pun intended, when you remove the impact. (laughs) (laughs) I know you. I promise I didn't. You could hear the pause. (laughs) 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 You could see my wheels turning. Um, (laughs) When you remove the impact of that violence, like you said, it takes away... The gravity of it. So, yeah, like I'm, I think I just kind of got swayed about how that should be. Yeah, you do need more guidance because there's a lack of a learning point there. Yeah. I want to watch this documentary. I I don't
1: know if that, it's a great documentary. I don't know if it works for all movies, Mm -hmm. right? And his specific example was something like Saving Private Ryan, whereas, like, clearly some movies that are, are, it's it's more well let's just stick with the war theme and full metal Jacket, Stanley Kubrick's full metal jacket that also on a psychological level you, you know Vincent D'Onofrio is in that uh but also on a psychological level of of there it's like this switch i don't know if it works mm-hmm. you know so i i see the idea from it um and it and it does make me pause and think about my own kids and what i show them even though the industry says it's PG-13 and it's okay mm-hmm. for with parental guidance. Yeah. What am I showing them? What are they taking in? You know, even, even with a PG-13 movie.
0: Yeah, it's, it's almost impossible to have a blanket um, rating. I know they do their best because it is self-regulation and, and whatnot, but it, like you said, it's, it's more of a case-by-case scenario when you view it through that lens of, of Darren Osford. Darren there
1: Dar- I can't say it. Er-
0: Darren Aronofsky. Dar- Darren Aronofsky's uh, idea with this film is not rated. Right. I do want to say, uh, as a little bit of a tangent, it's really funny to me that you're using Saving Private Ryan as a uh, template for the rating when I have very specific memories of when that movie was out. I begged my parents to let me go see it because I really wanted to go see it, but I couldn't because it was rated R. I've still, I've still yet to see that movie.
1: Wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, My wife has not seen that Uh movie. Um, She wants to see it, you know, Um, as an English teacher, she teaches night uh, on the Holocaust. And so she, she's very much into historical things. um, And so she definitely wants to see it. Um, I think for her benefit, it's a good thing she could see, we can watch it now at some Mm -hmm. point where we can chunk it because it is very Mm -hmm. violent.
0: Yeah. Not to, 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 Carp out some time and check it out. So, moving on from there, I think as we've kind of set the stage of what a rated R movie is and, and what it means for a movie, um, I think it, it, it. I think it'd be interesting to kind of ask what's there to gain if we do bring in an R movie. Um, you know, one of the first two examples that I was thinking of in my notes is you know we either have Joker uh, or Logan, which these are two movies that have heavier storylines with adult themes more so than your traditional movies um joker dealed with a lot of uh, mental illness and kind of that uh the extremes of isolation and feeling down on your luck and what that pushes a person to do uh logan explored the idea of passing on the torch from from an old way to the new generation and <sighs> It's hard for me because I, I don't want to get into spoilers. I wasn't as big a fan of Joker as I was Logan, where I can see having that more mature tone with the, the R rating that granted it worked for Logan. And it it was one of my favorite superhero films for a while. I want to be
1: upfront. I have not seen a Joker. My um, heart
0: stopped. I couldn't remember if you've seen Logan or not. And I was about to say, what are you doing? We got to do this now.
1: No, 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 I Well, okay, just a quick side note while you're on that. I've seen Logan uh-huh. once. Uh, Was not in theater. It was at home on DVD. But I also have only seen the black and white version of uh-huh. Logan. And one of the reasons why I haven't watched it again is I loved the black and white version of it so uh-huh. much that I was afraid watching it again in color would ruin it.
0: No, I totally get that. I have yet to see it in black and white, but I could, I, I, I still want to.
1: Well, yeah, see, I, I bought the DVD before I even saw it. My wife and I went to watch it and she's like, I was like, it's like, well, there's the color one, but they released it in black and white. And she's like, throw that one in there. So that's what we did. <laughs> um, but, but so I, I get what you're saying. And, and Logan was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about Logan is while it's an R, it, it's, it's clearly like when you start talking about adult themes, which I'll be honest, right at this moment off the, Top of my head and thinking, getting ready for this episode, I don't know if I could articulate what adult themes are mm-hmm. right now. Um, it's almost like that, you know, indecent versus obscene. I know it when I see it, kind of right. thing. Right, but but clearly, like watching it, Logan rated R. This is not something I'm showing my kids until they're mm-hmm. older. Right. And I do think that that changed fundamentally the movie having that rated R Mm -hmm. tone. Now, I haven't seen Joker. Um, Honestly, the the experience I've had um, with close friends and family of mental health and some of the criticisms of Joker Mm -hmm. has made me hesitant to watch it mainly because I wanted to watch it at home where I could kind of do it at my own pace, and then I just have never got it. But I, it is one that I definitely want mm-hmm. to see. Um, and and I, and I say that in the sense of, in the, in the context of this conversation of, I realize that the R rating probably allowed them to do things with that character and movie that they might not have gotten away with a, with a PG-13. Uh, so, for example, take Venom where it was supposed to be R that got pulled back to 13 and you kind of, in watching it while the CGI, I think is great. Um, you know, in terms of the venom character, you can kind of feel that disconnect.
0: You know, one of the things that we did in preparation for this episode is we did reach out to social media, uh, to ask everybody that is potentially listening what they thought. And so we're going to be peppering in some of the responses we got through here. And I think, right now is a good place to kind of chime in with what MCU trivia cast had to say, as we're talking about adult themes and then heavier storytelling, um, MCU yeah. trivia cast, their, their response to the question of, would you be okay with an rated R MCU movie was quote, no kids need these heroes too. End quote. Um, right. And so I kind of do want to circle back a little bit to what you were saying about Logan, not being able to articulate the adult themes. Um, that kind of prompted me to kind of start thinking about it and articulating it. Cause it it has been a while, but off the top of my head, I think the thing that I felt heavier in that movie than you do in other superhero movies, which you do have consequences of death in other superhero films, but there was something about grappling with that idea of mortality in Logan that you mm-hmm. don't see as explored much in other movies, especially because, right. you know, Logan for so long was this person that could heal. And then of course, you know, that's slowing as he's aged. Um, yeah. And so like you said no the kids need these heroes too. I, I, like you said I wouldn't feel comfortable letting my niece or nephew see that movie until they're old enough because it is that's a heavy theme to kind of have to digest.
1: It is. It is. Um hmm, wow. I, I mean cuz you bring that up like in fairness there's some MCU movies and they're PG-13 that content-wise eh, my kids haven't seen mm-hmm. yet. Um now granted one of them is not 13 yet and but she believes she is um i'm now, a few more months but we are 13s always
0: get a little head start you know, don't they
1: they they do they do you know so it's a few more months um you know um i'll make it last longer and say it's not till the next calendar year uh but it is a few months away um and and the other ones are still in elementary school so like so like we temper kind of what they see in the MCU mm-hmm. right uh so they see some things but not everything, um, r- as of right now. But but like if I'm hesitant on those, and yeah, clearly the rated R, uh, which I bring that up to say what the MC trivia cast said, no, kids need these heroes too. Um, you know, and I wanna echo Nick Sandy, uh, creator of our theme, his response. It's a tough call because so many MCU movies are interconnected. And you're kind of eliminating a large audience that wouldn't understand part of it. And it's like my kids ask me and I bring that up because my kids ask me questions about characters. Right. Because they've only seen some movies and not others. And they're old enough also to see the gaps that are mm-hmm. missing. If if that makes sense. No, that
0: makes 100 percent sense. You know, because we were talking about this. Uh, similar to the way we're already anticipating Disney Plus shows having to thread this needle of telling stories that matter but also aren't necessary. Yeah. If there was to be a rated R MCU movie, they would have to thread that line as well. Because I do agree with MCU oh, yeah. trivia cast that, you know, kids need these heroes too. But, you know, I, I could potentially see there being some like, okay, you know, this doesn't necessarily need to be part of the larger story but it could enhance it. And I think Nick Sandy kind of illuminates that line that needs to be threaded. Um, I mean, because there's I mean, even now, even now, even though it's not part of the MCU movies, I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with people being like, oh, wait, is this part of the continuity or is this not part of the continuity? And if you throw in rated R movies, that's going to start to muddy that line even further. So, you know, all that being said, though, we are seeing that the MCU is starting to tiptoe into this idea of the multiverse. Do you see a potential for rated R movies that are alternate timelines in the multiverse?
1: Um, uh, yes and no. Okay, so in a weird way, I see yes, Uh and, like, it's almost kind of like this planet or this world, Uh you know? And... And that's what takes place over here. Um, and this what takes place over here. Uh, my issue. So so I could see that happening. The no aspect of that is you still run into the interconnectedness of like how connected could those multiverses be if they have that barrier mm-hmm. that you can't cross. R- right. Um, and, and so in that way, I don't know if that would work or if I'd want to see that. So, yeah, like in terms of continuity, though, like if you had to go rated R uh, to call out Deadpool header a little bit, I think I would maybe be okay with the Logan style rated R and and still be comfortable with the or an easier to thread the line of continuity with that style of rated R, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense, as opposed to what Deadpool gave us in rated R.
0: So, you know, I I think that kind of transitions nicely because we're talking about, uh, you know, what is there to gain if you do get a rated R movie. And as you were talking about with Deadpool, um, you know, Deadpool brought a lot more crass humor, uh, a lot more sexual humor, as well as an increase in violence, uh, specifically because Deadpool can regenerate. So we saw them play with that concept a lot. I think the thing that helps Deadpool work in an idea dealized rated r mcu movie is he is a fourth wall breaking meta character that can kind of cross those lines that we're talking about of alternate timelines right um so he can be in both of our world or brought back down to a pg-13 world um but that feels incredibly unique to the character of deadpool and a lot harder to to use this you know concept again to thread with other heroes
1: yeah, well, I think if you ever saw not Deadpool two, but the the when they re released it as a PG thirteen uh-huh. that Once Upon a Deadpool, um, which I saw, I enjoyed, and they played into it of like, hey, this is PG and all this stuff, and they were beeping out uh-huh. words, you know, but but as that fourth wall breaking, he was aware mm. of it, you know, uh, of the beep happening, and and that was almost. That was kind of around, timeline-wise, that was kind of around the time Fox hadn't made it all the way to Marvel Disney purchase yet. Um, but it was, this is happening. Like, it, it's happened. It just wasn't finalized. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people saw that as an attempt to see or show that Deadpool could work as a PG-13. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and on top of that, I remind you, like, the comics... Aren't rated R, right? It's not like Deadpool's a rated R comic. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, I mean yeah, it might have more mature themes, but it's not like um, the the comics themselves are rated R mm-hmm. in terms of like what their ratings for kids are. I mean, it's a teen rating, but it's not. It doesn't go that far. Yeah.
0: Again, limited comic knowledge that I didn't know that. That's uh, that's really interesting to know.
1: Yeah. You know, now there might be individual issues or one shots that go that uh-huh. far, but in terms of like the from what I, if I remember right, from terms of like the main continuity, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't go mm-hmm. that far.
0: You know, I think this kind of touches on um, another response we got from the Polka Warlord, who says uh, to the question, "Should there be an R-rated MCU movie?" Uh, quote Absolutely, so long as it's done right slash well. The Deadpool movies are a great example, in my opinion, end quote. Um, So, yeah, I I think that kind of encapsulates what you're saying, how um, the the Deadpool movies are rated R, and it works, but it's because they found a way to have that rating be additive to the film, where the source material wasn't even... Necessarily, are ready to begin. So it wasn't. It wasn't just doing it for, you know, some honorary sake. Like they, they had a vision of what they wanted it to be, and lived out that vision. So if you're going to do it for any other character, they've got to find that right reason for doing it.
1: Oh, absolutely. It. It was. Um, okay. I think of. I love that Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool because yeah. I think of Deadpool as. What happened to Van Wilder when he left college? Um, like, like to me, that's mm-hmm. Deadpool, and and so like it's just so perfect that it's Van Wilder, and Van Wilder's rated R. Uh, actually, there might even be a the the not rated worst version, I think, or maybe that's Van Wilder too. I don't know, um, but like the it enhanced the humor. It gave them more range in the humor and the jokes they were allowed to mm-hmm. tell. I don't think they really ramped up the violence, though. I mean, maybe the scene when they were trying to activate his mutant gene uh, and kind of that torturing, mm-hmm. but otherwise, like the the violence was kind of kind of comedic, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't like blood and gore, like like when a hand got chopped off or something like this. It was, you know, blood. It wasn't Kill Bill, so yep. to speak. You know, in terms of this over the top. You know, blood gushing and stuff. It was still kind of comedic effect violence, I guess. Which, having said that, it's it's really weird to to say that about violence. But yeah,
0: <laughs> I guess. Like the fir- when I was thinking about those, the first thing that came to mind, which I guess I'm gonna say. Spoilers and give people like a little time to skip ahead because this isn't technically MCU, so this doesn't fall under.
1: Well, neither was Logan. We already talked about Logan. That's so. <laughs> true too.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, in Deadpool two, I mean, he gets ripped in half by the Juggernaut, does he? Doesn't he? Yeah. So that was like that was the first thing that came to mind. But I I totally get what you mean because on the other hand, there was the one where he had the baby legs because you know he got he grew uh-huh. back, which. In reality, is horrifying, but it is hilarious in the film.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's hilarious in the film. You know, but like, like you know, and I, I reference Kill Bill because you get an arm shot off, and it's like that psh, sprout, like a sprinkler system, kind of you know sprouting uh-huh. blood. Where where and again, even that was kind of comedic. Not not comedic is the right word there, but it, but it it it's a lot, so it's gory, but it wasn't. It's dark. It didn't have that realism. Yeah, it's dark. It didn't have that realism of like a, the Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down, these war uh-huh. movies that that are R rated. You don't get that, but you still have pretty violent scenes. Yeah. You know, in terms of like, well, you mentioned Thanos. We know his head was chopped off. They they had the impact really well, right, in, in his beheading. Whereas in Deadpool, you, you see it.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, going back to Thanos, you get the head, you feel the impact, and then you see the blood on Nebula's face. Yeah. So, you know, uh, circling back a little bit onto that question of, or not necessarily question, that statement of, like, you need to find the right reason to have the R rating. Uh, I think we saw this year, in 2020, the release of, I can never remember the full name, so I'm just going to call it Birds of Prey, but the Harley Quinn movie, um, a movie... I,
1: <laughs> I think, I think that had official name changes multiple times. So just go merge. Yeah, play. <laughs> man.
0: It's such a bummer. Like they should have just stuck to their convictions of that first title. Anyway, the, uh, absolutely adored that movie. Uh, that movie is phenomenal. I really enjoyed it, but I think they have to ask, you know, was the trade off of making it an R rated movie and cutting it off from a larger audience worth it? Because, It's been a while since I've seen it. But when I walked out of that theater, I didn't remember there being anything specifically that needed to be rated R for that movie to be like that movie was good in spite of it being rated R. And it's a bummer to me to see that it didn't perform as well as, as people were hoping, at least within the, 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 the fandom, because that that movie seems to be kind of shot down a lot, unfortunately.
1: Well, and interestingly enough, I need to see that when that was at the theater. It didn't draw me to the theater, and then I believe shortly after, we had the COVID uh, closing. So I haven't seen that yet. But it is interesting. Suicide Squad was PG thirteen.
0: I forgot about that. Wow. And
1: What's so the new one going to be? To to, I don't, I don't know. It's it's James Gunn. It's going to be good. Um, <laughs> I, look, James Gunn has earned my trust. Uh-huh. Um, you know, with, with what he was been able to do. Uh, so, so I feel comfortable saying that it's going to be good. Um, but in, and I feel like James Gunn, who knows, he'll go either way R or rated R we'll see. Uh, not, I'm sorry. R or PG 13. We'll see. But yeah, like that is a weird shift for that reason. You know, like like knowing that where Harley Quinn got introduced before it was p g thirteen, so what did they gain mm-hmm. like 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 to me, that signals they were trying to gain audience, but that in effect, you're saying they lost audiences because of that,
0: yeah. Because if I remember correctly, I don't think it did as well in the box office as they were hoping, which is what led to so many of the name changes to kind of like draw people in. But it's like, oh no, it's the Harley Quinn movie. Oh no, yeah. it's the Person Prey movie or the one fantabulous emancipation of something Harley Quinn. Like they kept changing it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and so, yeah, I mean, you frame a really good idea of like, okay, if Suicide Squad wasn't R, then why did um, this movie have to be? By the way, I did just look it up because I was curious. Um, according to denofgeek.com, there is an article um, describing the uh, the Suicide Squad trailer just got announced, uh-huh. and this is what they had to say. With Gun Subversive Streak unleashed with an ensemble of DC villains and an R rating, the Suicide Squad might just be the movie that should have been made the first time around. So it's, the new one definitely is going to be rated R. Okay,
1: so mm-hmm. it is R. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which which it, I might argue right here this is a reason why MCU should stay with the Mm PG-13. You know, like, if if this sounds weird as an MCU snob, like, I don't really think... Okay, let me be very very clear. I agree with Kevin Feige when he says, I want all superhero movies to do well, because when DC movies do well, that helps us. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, the DC movies... The more recent ones, not the Nolan, but the more recent ones, are really not much competition for the right. MCU. I mean, I, mean the, I I still see them: Superman, Batman, Wonder Praise Woman. Words, do you Wonder know Woman. their characters.
0: Praise what? where it's due, Wonder Woman. Just just wanted to throw the, yeah
1: yeah yeah. So so like so like I I want I want them to do well. I want to see them, um, but in terms of like competition for dollars or box office right and, and from that business sense right now mcu's way ahead they're not much of a competition and so if that's the direction dc wants to go with their films are and, it, and it's kind of looking like that's what they're doing i don't know what the batman's going to be rated i don't know if the mcu needs to go mm-hmm. r and they can just stick with what they do yeah. best
0: um and, you know, to plane off that, I do want to say, I'm, I think I have mentioned, I was not a fan of Joker, the the solo movie that came out last year, but I do respect the swing that DC was going for with it. And I, I welcome more movies to try and do that. Like we don't need to have, like, like you said, I'm a fan of the MCU. I don't think they need it. I'm a fan of what they're doing, but I would definitely welcome more I would definitely welcome other superhero movies to kind of try and take those swings in the R-rated universe. Right. So, yeah, I think we're kind of coming to a close here with this episode. And I think, you know, it's time for us to answer. Uh, Jude, would you be okay with an R-rated MCU movie? Plain answer.
1: Plain answer, no. Uh, Thinking about it, um, I'm just not convinced that when you start talking about, like, adding... Even if we take what I said of saying the Logan style versus the Deadpool style in terms of, like, oh, you get these deeper adult themes, I'm not convinced that an R... You actually gain that from an R mm-hmm. rating. And I think you, you're you really just losing audience. Um, and and I would cite the, the all the movies we've already seen that both kids and adults love and can resonate and tell deep good stories with um i mean we can have it and maybe we should have this discussion about the the, is it cinema or not cinema but you can't watch infinity war you can't watch winter soldier you can't watch black panther that are all pg-13 and say oh i didn't get a good story out of it you know um and so that's where i'm just not convinced that going that far i'm going to Truly gain something that I haven't been getting out of the MCU already, mm-hmm. so what is I, I know you have a pitch? What's your answer? Give me your answer and what's your pitch? Try to convince okay. me
0: so i'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through this because this the, my pitch literally happened as the last bullet point of my notes, and then I immediately text you. so here's this is the chronological thought process of what was going on for me. so to answer the question straight up, I would be okay with an R-rated MCU movie, but I'm not sure we've seen a character in the MCU who warrants one yet. I think trying to chase after that rating just to do it will lead to mixed results. But if we reach a point where there's a character who can justify anchoring a dark corner of the MCU, then I say go for it. Like, that's where I stand. And so I was with that in mind, I was kind of thinking, you know, if we're looking for something to anchor the the easiest jumping off point is deadpool we already talked about that just for the sake of grandfathering that character in because they've already established it and have earned that corner
1: yeah yeah
0: but you know thinking a little bit further i thought okay well who could we see anchor or a darker section of the mcu and you know i was thinking maybe a thanos the thanos i haven't said thanos in a while i was thinking <laughs> you know we'll keep that in i used to say thanos before thanos
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: but anyway, I was thinking maybe Thanos, um, you know, we could get a prequel story detailing him and leading up to him becoming the Mad Titan. But as I thought about that a little bit more, I was like, well, I feel like we've gotten everything we needed to know out of him. And I can't see a prequel right. changing any of the impact I've had in his two movies that he's been in. Well, featured. Yes. So I I, I didn't think that was a good answer. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio recently tweeted that he would like to see a Joker style Kingpin movie. Um, but kind of the similar thing there. Like he's we've already seen, well, most people have only seen season one. We've seen a great deal of right. his character establishment in the the Netflix series. So I was so ready for my final answer to just be that, like, yeah, we're not ready. And then I had an idea. And I fell in love with this idea of in that line of prequel movie if we had an r-rated winter soldier movie that detailed you know the the brainwashing of his character coming to grips with you know trying to do the right thing but obviously hydra taking hold of him and being forced to do these things that he didn't want to you could really dive in to the conflict of that character and how tragic it was for him And maybe like I'm not always the fan of like juxtaposing present day with past, but you could almost do like a present day line of him trying to just come to peace with like not being at war anymore because we saw him be that as the white wolf when he was in uh, Wakanda. And so having flashbacks of to all those things that were done to him and overlaying a a theme of being a better person, despite what happened in your past, I think could potentially be one the the you know intense violence the heavier themes and really getting to explore those adult themes
1: okay so huh, bubbles uh well i'm i'm used to call i'm used to saying bubbles but bubbles dancers gif of you know totally from um finding nemo yeah really comes to mind uh i'd have to think about <laughs> that because that's cuz 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 not only that like like you had no idea that i was going to say a logan style versus a deadpool style and that idea very much falls in line with that logan style uh-huh. you know um it's you you're threading the needle of the continuity mm-hmm. right um but it can also be done depending on what they do with Falcon and winter soldier and what happens with winter soldier after that season. Mm -hmm. Right. Like as as we're seeing some of these early characters being phased out, um, that could be a way in which you phase winter soldier out without having to, you know, worry about future continuity. Like I don't have to see if you phase them out with something like that, I don't have to see this to make the rest impactful. Mm -hmm. And it only adds depth to that character. I might be convinced uh-huh. to that. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent there yet, but that's a really like, like, I don't, I think I texted you this. Um, I don't understand why we haven't been hired you know, as part of a creative <laughs> team yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're listening.
1: Our, our emails are yeah. open MCU. Yeah. It's, it's there. You know how to find us. Um, No, maybe they don't. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, But yeah, I can. That's why you gotta leave ratings on our show. I think. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I think I can be convinced Mm -hmm.
0: of that. Yeah, I mean, because I was thinking about it, it, like you said, we do have Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming, but that really feels more geared towards this is Falcon show and stepping into that role as Captain America. And I think a lot of people were kind of left with that question, like, "Well, hold on, Bucky's been there too. How come?" How come he's right. not Captain America? And I think if you did do a prequel story and show this darker side, you could tell that story of, like, he's done. Like, he's tired. Like, he's put in his time, and he wasn't ready for battle anymore, but he's still willing to jump in if needed. And you could explore those themes no, oh, the yeah, prequel.
1: Yeah. And you get that sense um, in Infinity War, when he gets his new arm, yeah. that he was done, you know. um Yeah. yeah.
0: Man, I want it now.
1: (laughs) All right. All right. You know, uh, hashtag winner's soldier Raiderdar farewell. (laughs) That'll work. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, So with this and doing our concluding thoughts, uh, at MCU Need to Know, every week we have our question of the week. Um, So I'm just going to jump into this. Uh, Trey... This week's question, and start with you. Which non MCU movie is, should be an honorary MCU movie?
0: My, you know, it's funny, as much as we praise Logan this episode, my gut answer and immediate answer, the moment we propose this question, is Into the Spider Verse. Like, I can't imagine any other Marvel non MCU movie that that elicited the emotions that that did like it took me to the heights that it did and excitement and the movement moving me as much as it did. It it felt like it could be right in there with the other MCU movies, even as an animated film.
1: Yeah. Um, first I'm going to just point out that that's PG 13. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Honestly, I, I have the same answer. Really? As much as I, as much as I want to say, Logan, as much as I'd love to say X two, because I love X two, that opening scene with Nightcrawler, oh my god, I, I love it. Um, you know, and recently, uh, some text between some friends of mine, Sean, who I who I've um, mentioned in another episode, uh, the bonus trailer episode, we were texting back and forth, and another friend, the three of us were texting this top twenty superhero movies of all time, right, and. Into the Spider-Verse is in mine. X2 is in mine. And Logan. N- no in particular order, but all of those are in my top 20. And I still feel like Spider- Spider-Man, that Into the Spider-Verse, and outside of me just being a Spider-Man mm-hmm. fan, you know, fan, uh, is just, that That has to yeah. be it, you know. I mean, and, and because of the multiverse, we could imagine a world under which they could slip those characters mm-hmm. in. You know, I don't know if I'd want to go Roger Rabbit style and like half animated and half, you know, um, although the text there that it would be a lot cooler looking uh, (laughs) than Roger Rabbit. and Roger Rabbit looked good, you know, so don't get me wrong. Roger Rabbit looked good, but uh, I don't. But yeah, it'd have to be that off the top of my head without actually, you know, we've talked about doing an entire episode on this and explaining our reasons Mm -hmm. why. um, But right now. Gut reaction, that's the one I go with. Yeah,
0: We're definitely going to have to carve out some time to do a full episode on this because you we could easily just spend time oh, talking yeah. about it. Yeah. But I'm actually really... Yeah. Well,
1: you know what? It, it, that might be another thing where with this, we tried something new and got um, some user reaction before the recording. And maybe that might be the thing. Respond to your question of the week, Who, what honorary movies you think might be in, and then we'll do an episode where we go through it.
0: That is a wonderful idea. And if you'd like to send in those ideas, you can always reach us at MCU Need to Know on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, or if you'd like to write an email, you can always write to us at MCU Need to know at gmail.com.
1: And as we started off this episode, we apologize for the slight setback in our interaction. Uh, but please leave a rating. Um... It helps us, and we're going to get back to our regular interaction. Uh, so share with a friend so we can interact with them, too. Yes,
0: yes. We'd also like to give a special shout-out to Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song and for submitting an answer to our question. Um, yeah. Were
1: you no, you were humming it again. <laughs> again, again. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't. I like, like as, soon as, as soon as you say Nick Sandy, like, it goes off in my head. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man.
0: He's a very talented musician, and you should definitely check out some of his other work, which is on his SoundCloud, which is linked in our description. So, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for doing this, dude. Thank you, Trey. I will see you all next week. Yeah, and we'd also like to give a special thanks to Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. Uh, If you want to find more of his original work, you can find his SoundCloud linked in the description below. He's got a lot of great music that you should check out. Yeah. But that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for doing this, Jude. Thank you, Trey. And we'll see you all next week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Done. Awesome. Were you humming the, yeah, <laughs> humming the theme song? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh that's good. That's golden.
1: <laughs> I don't know how accurate it was, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good to me.
0: <laughs> okay. That that's gotta be an intag tag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. All right. Um